Thank you all for coming. To, to begin on a personal note, it's uh, both a schus as well as a source of chizuk to, to come, to join you tonight. The, the title and, and subtitles of, of the two talks made no secret of the fact that we, we looked to raise some difficult questions and, and broach sensitive issues and, and, and one, one derives chizuk from the, the, the openness, the willingness and, and the desire to do so as we prepare for, for the Yom Naroim. Just one, one uh, disclaimer before uh, proceeding to the, to, to the body of the, of, of the drasha. For those who may have seen the flyer, there was an, an ambitious list of, of topics and, and issues on, on, the, on the flyer. And I'm not sure whether we'll successfully reach and touch upon each of them. So no, there's no implications, no inferences to be drawn about uh, any topics that, that are not discussed. It's not a, uh, not a vote of approval. It's not... Uh, just uh, maybe time constraints or forgetfulness on, on my part or a combination thereof. In, in, in Malachim, we read an account Chilkiyah, the Kohen Gadol, said, I, I made a rare find. I found the Sefer Torah. And he gives it to, to Shafon to read. Shafon, in turn, brings it to Yoshiyahu, the, 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 reigning, uh, the reigning monarch. The, the reaction kaviyochol as if as if someone found some rare old sefer which was out of print and that no one had had access to for for, for generations. When Yoshio heard what it said in the Chomish, and the Pshutah Shal Mikra is the Mitzvah HaTorah. He heard the, the Mitzvah HaTorah and, and he realized how many Averos, Rachman Litzlan, Klal Yisrael was, was violating. So he, he, he tore Kriya. The, the first time I, I became aware of the, this parak, I wasn't sure how to, how to process it. it it's, it's staggering. When, when we think of, of assimilation, so we think of something, or even worse, if we're thinking of Shechachas HaTorah, Torah being forgotten, so in our minds, that's something if it happens, it happens on the periphery of the Jewish community, of the Torah community, 
And maybe even beyond that, maybe it's, it happens it happens beyond the, the Torah community. And, and here we have an account of Klal Yisrael, very much within the Dalar Amis, within the four cubits of, of, of Klal Yisrael, of the Jewish society, of Jewish community, and, and this account of, of, of Sheikh Chas so the different, the Adak has, has one approach, Adam Afoshim uh, with a cue from Chazal, explain it alternately, the Adak attributes it to the, to the reign of, of Menashe. Not sure how to, how to process it, what, what to make of it. Then one day, a, a light bulb went on, Probably um, more precisely, um, the light bulb had been on. One day I opened my eyes. You know, th- there are two types of questions. Some questions warrant answers, and some questions it's a matter of removing the question mark and replacing it with a period or an exclamation point and realizing that the question is an, an insight and just something, it's a corrective to an assumption, an erroneous assumption that one had been making until that point. It's not that it needs an answer. Just drop the question mark and, 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 put, a, and, and put, a, put a period, put an exclamation point. What the Novi here is telling us is that assimilation, Rachman doesn't only happen on the periphery. It doesn't only happen outside of, of our shulen, outside of our Bate Midrashas, outside of our Torah communities, what the Navi is telling us is that Rachman al-Islam, assimilation can and does happen in very, very dramatic ways within, within the, the inner sanctum of, of our Jewish communities. And then when one begins thinking and making associations, so one thinks of, to give another example within Nach, of the end of the Svarim of Ezra and Nehemiah, the descriptions of intermarriage, Rachman al-Litzlan, within the literature of the, of the Rishonim, Rabbeinu Yonah writes, towards the beginning of, uh, of Shari Tshuva, he says, ki rabu avonos hador. He says, we've seen, but by, by painful observation, the, the many sins of the generation. He's talking about his, uh, his, his generation, 13th, 13th century. Yesha Noshim Rabim, skipping a few words, Kol There's a whole list of mitzvahs, a whole list of averis that throughout, throughout people's lives, there's widespread disregard and, 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 and they're trampled upon. It's as if the, the, the mitzvahs hatorah don't, don't exist. Were this phenomenon to exist with regard to a single mitzvah in the Torah, it, it would be insidious enough. It would be devastating enough. Avkin Rabbos, 
but the phenomenon is not limited to a single mitzvah. It's one which, which uh, encompasses many, many mitzvahs. And he proceeds to give a, a, a list <coughs> of, of the, the mitzvahs which were widely, Rahman al-Islam, disregarded and violated in, in his day. Shvu Aschinam, taking uh, oaths in vain, Mekalos Chavera Oas Atzma B'Shem, cursing, not being careful with, with Shem Hashem, or in a place with, with, which is not fit for reciting Shem Hashem, not responding when a poor person asks for arrogance, when when communal leaders Shalolashem Shamayim intimidate, look to inspire fear, histakal varayas, not being careful with what we see, Ubital Tamatarakanagit Kulam. Just to give one one other example from the times of the Rishonim, the the Smag, one of the great Balayatosfos, also in the in the thirteenth century. So he took upon himself during one tkuf in his life to be an itinerant preacher. And he describes I wrote down the, the, the lines here. How there was widespread The problem of intermarriage was very widespread in, in his day also. And then another, an, another sore point. HaKadosh Baruch Hu orchestrated that, that I, the smug, should give words of rebuke. V'osu tshuvos gedolos, and and Baruch Hashem, there was a tremendous tshuva movement. The kiblu alofim urevavos, and tens of thousands of people accepted upon themselves mitzvahs tefillin, mezuzah v'tzitzis. People weren't observing. People in 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 the heart of the Jewish community, not not on its periphery. Not 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 beyond the Jewish community, but assimilation in our midst, closer to contemporary times. We're all familiar with the the, the Chafetz Chaim bemoaning and lamenting the fact that that isolation horror was something that people were not sensitive to. He did so much to. To, to reverse that. So it, it behooves us as we as we approach the, the Yom Narayim to see whether or not this phenomenon which has recurred time and time again, Rahman al throughout our history, whether or not there's assimilation not just on the periphery, not just beyond the core community, but within, within our communities, within our 
Torah communities. So let's perhaps begin with a few specific mitzvahs and then perhaps branch out and, and, and talk a little bit about basic uh, attitudes and, and, and values. In terms of specific mitzvahs, very often, Kimedume, in our minds, we define, this example is, is uh, addressed to, to, to the gentlemen in, in the audience, in our minds, we define the mitzvah of Talmud Torah as a person needs to learn Torah. That's the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. And acting on that definition, implementing that definition, so I think to myself, okay, so if I go to the shir before or after davening, so I learned, I learned Torah today, and I've, I've attended to that mitzvah, I've fulfilled that mitzvah. In fact, the definition of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is for a man to learn as much as he possibly can. How much that is obviously depends upon the individual and life circumstances and, uh, and who he is and what his kochos are, etc., etc. But that, all those variables notwithstanding, the, the common underlying definition and, and scope of, of obligation is that the mitzvah is not just to learn, but the mitzvah is to learn as much as we possibly can. Which is why there is, there is an Aveva of, of, of Bittal Torah, the, the, the last on, on, on Rabbein Yonah's list. When, when the Rambam gives an example of, uh, of a person, say the Hayom, so he describes that a person needs to, needs to work three hours a day to support himself, and he says, and he spends nine hours a day learning. So the, the, the point that, that we need to extract from the Rambam is, is not necessarily how many hours a day earning a livelihood takes, but the point is that beyond that, as much as possible, as much as possible, again, it's balanced with other religious obligations, other, other obligations that the Torah wants us to attend to, but to be learning as much as we can. When the Rambam describes in Parak Beis what the Seder uh, Hayom for Hayom Machanech children to learn, so the Rambam says you learn with them all day and part of the night because that's the Chinuch to, to give children when it comes to Talmud Torah. The mitzvah of Talmud Torah is to learn, but not only to learn, but to learn as much as, as, much as we, we, we possibly can. Baruch Hashem, we, we, all, uh, we, we all daven three times a day. But, but one can't help but wonder if here too there is an example of, of assimilation in our midst. Both in terms of quantity of tefillah as well as quality of tefillah. It's very, very widespread. It's hard to find, in, in my limited experience, it's hard to find a minion where this doesn't happen, where after Mekadesh Shimcha Barabim, Mekadesh Barabim, where one doesn't hear the rustling of pages, and where one fast-forwards to, to Rabbi Yishmael. 
Everyone said Kovanos and Ezo Mukoman at home. I don't know if everyone has time to say it at home. This summer we also have time to say it in. Uh, we also have time to, to say it in uh, in in, in Shul. It's mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. It's mentioned in the Rishonim. Is Parak Ezel Mekoman Kovanos. So just in terms of quantity, Tfil is is truncated. It's I don't know. It's as if it's a Midas Chasidus. To say Kovanos, as if it's, uh, I don't know, if you aspire to joining a Kolo Kodshim, so then you get ready by saying Perikezel Makoman in the, in the morning. It's part of the Seda Hatfila. Part of the Seda Hatfila. Adkidai Kachta, the Ramban says that on Tishabav, when there's an Issa Talmud Torah, so the Ramban says you can say it because it's Sidor Shalyom. It's something that a person says every day. It's Sidor Shalyom. So Sidor Shalyom is not included in, uh, in the prohibition of Talmud Torah on, on, on Tishabav. We have a uh, we have a modified uh, a modified sitter. Presumably, the, the quantitative issue of tefillah is is related to the qualitative issue of, of tefillah as well. Tefillah is 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 defined. The Gemara tells us as Omed l'snehamelech. It, it's inconceivable if a person were, were granted a, uh, a royal audience with a melech, and a real melech. A melech in halacha presumably is defined as uh, an autocrat, someone who has absolute power, an absolute monarch. If someone were given an audience with, with a melech, it, it's unthinkable that one would arrive late and or leave early. You know, you'll excuse me, I appreciate the time, but I gotta run and do me a favor, you lock up, but I, 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 I have a busy schedule to, uh, to, to, to attend to. And, and since we need to, tefillah sort of needs to fit into our schedule, into how much time we can afford to budget for it, okay, so then you have to triage, and when we triage, so that's where, uh, that's where Korbanos and and Ezel uh, Mekoman and, and get the short end of, of, of the stick. It's nothing new. Chazal already uh, bemoaned and, and bewailed this. Chazal say, that there are things which are omdim berumo shel olam and b'nei odom is and And one of the examples of that is, is, is tefillah. Besides being intrinsically obviously inappropriate and, and, and wrong it's, it's so foolishly counterproductive w- what are we running to? we're running because we have something to do maybe there's something to do is may- maybe I have an early meeting or maybe there's something to do is, is I have to drive carpool or I've got something to do I'm, I'm running for something anything and everything a person tries to do in life requires siyata deshmaya so the, uh, the, the, the short-sightedness, when, when one steps back to think about it, is so I'm running to do, but whether or not I can do, whether or not I'll be successful in anything I try to do, depends upon my tefillah, depends upon asking for siyata deshmaya, depends upon re- receiving, receiving siyata deshmaya. 
I'm, I'm not sure what our communal definition is for, for the appropriate uh, boundaries of social interaction between men and women. But Kimedume, that, that it doesn't correspond to, to that of Chazal. When Chazal say, so clearly, in, in unmistakable terms, Chazal are telling us that routine socializing, so men socialize with men, and women socialize with women. <coughs> and there's no such thing from, from Chazal's vantage point in terms of routine socializing between, between the, 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 the genders. It's, it's something, and Kalvachome, that, that uh, any kind of uh, flirtation obviously is, uh, has, has no place. It's l- little wonder, given the mores of, of the society in which we live, little wonder that, that, that we've lost sight of it. And, and maybe here we can segue instead of just spoke, focusing on specific mitzvahs, to talk about basic core Torah values and attitudes and to check ourselves, to monitor ourselves for the assimilation in our midst with regard to these. Moving to a degree, min hakal el although the kal is also very weighty, Cell phones, the internet, they're all byproducts of technical revolution. But they've also been instigators of a cultural revolution. Once upon a time, when there were no cell phones, so conversations happened in private. You were either, you were either sitting at home in, in your kitchen, or you were in the privacy of a, of, of a phone booth. If you wanted to communicate something, so you either communicated something in person to someone, or you wrote a personal letter. Now with, with cell phones, so a person can be on, on the phone <coughs> anytime at any place. So one hears without looking to, to overhear the most intimate of conversations and just being discussed in, in a very public forum and a very public venue. Once upon a time, again, you wanted to communicate, you wrote someone a letter. Now, a, a person blogs, a person posts, a person tweets. And the, and, and the most private of emotions, of feelings, is put on public display for, for anyone and everyone to, to, to see. There is a halacha, I think the, the, the Rav used to highlight this in, 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 in such a context. The Rambam writes in Hilchos Chavel Amazik, based on his understanding of the Gemara, that Hamavayesh Asa'orum is Potter. Even though one of the Hamisha Dvarim 
even though one of the five payments that, that a person has to make in terms of uh, if, he, if he assaults someone else there's Nezek, there's Tzar, there's Shevis, there's Ripoy and Boshes is for causing shame, humiliating a person. So the Ramam says if the person walks around unclothed so then there is no Chiyuv, whatever you do to that person so you're not chayif for boshes. You're not chayif for shaming the person. You're not chayif for humiliating the person. So why is that? Because a person who has no sense of privacy has no sense of dignity. And if a person has no sense of dignity, what happens when, when, when you shame a person? When you shame a person, Rahman al-Islam, so you, you, you strip that person of his human dignity. A person who can expose everything, whether everything means physical, or whether everything means uh, emotional, psychological, whether, whether it means, uh, again, not being dressed, or whether it means wearing one's heart on, on, one's, on one's sleeve. So if there's no sense of privacy, so the Torah tells us there's an equation between that and no, no human dignity. The, the, the Rambam writes famously in uh, in Perik Vav Hilchos Deus. The Derech Biyasu Shaladam. Human nature is such. This is the way Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, created us. Human nature is such. Lias Nimshach B'Deosav B'Masav Achareyav V'Chaveyav Noe Kiminag Anshem Medinasa. That a person is influenced. A person is drawn after he's influenced by the behavior, the world view, the mindset of the people he associates with, of the society in which he lives. And the Ramam says, and that's why the, the Torah tells us that a person has to associate and has to attach himself as much as possible to tzaddikim, to chachamim, so that they should be the source of influence. But we're sponges. Naturally, we're very, very susceptible to the influence of the surrounding culture. The Rambam writes in, in, in one place that one of the reasons we lost so much of our tradition in terms of theology in terms of Masa and Merkava, is because we lived, when we went into Golos, in boorish cultures. And, and, and that surrounding of being in, in non-intellectual cultures and being in such boorish settings <coughs> exerted an, an influence upon us. So we're, we're, we're very, very susceptible to, to such influences. Influences which begin in terms of attitudes, in terms of values, ultimately they, they, they translate and manifest themselves practically as well 
but, but the core and the root are, are the values the, the moral axioms the religious axioms the, the widespread confusion in, in certain segments of, of communities about, about homosexuality is, is a very, very uh, painful example and illustration of, of again, how values and, and attitudes are unknowingly adopted and absorbed from the culture around us. The, the, the inability to, to make peace with the Torah differentiating between the, 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 the two genders, between men and women, the, the desire to artificially impose some kind of uh, egalitarianism upon halacha is another very painful example and, uh, and reminder of that. We could go on and on, but maybe just to give one other example, one of the uh, items listed on the, uh, on the flyer was sports. Unquestionably, there is an aesthetic quality to athleticism. It can be uh, something very impressive and very, very remarkable. But it's equally unquestionable that there's also a very, very pronounced subculture that surrounds sports in, in our society. It's not just a gathering of, of people who appreciate that aesthetic quality which, uh, which a hockey player uh, displays in, in his masterful uh, skating and, and the like. Arguably, the fact that sports is ensconced within a certain cultural context goes back to the beginning of Western civilization, goes back to ancient Greece. That's the way it was there also. It was set in a very, very clear and, and pronounced religious and, and cultural context. Specifically, the seriousness, which by definition is disproportionate, with which people relate to, to sports, is something which is so antithetical to the mindset of a mamin the, the, the Rambam writes that the Rambam was asked about listening to uh, Arabic music. So the, the Rambam wasn't too fond of music. From his interactions with them, he wasn't too fond of, of Arabs. So when you asked him about Arabic music, so the, uh, it was pretty clear wh wh where, where the winds were blowing. And so he, he, he catalogs the, the various Isurim that he thinks are, are involved, mitzad the music, mitzad the lyrics, and then he says, but as if to say, forget the technical isurim for a minute. He says, hamuchuvan bonu, 
Shaniya Goy Kadosh. He says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you know why I'm giving you the Torah? You, you know what, 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 what the intention is? You know what I'm trying to achieve? So what does it mean to be a Goy Kadosh? So the Rambam doesn't, doesn't elaborate it, but he's, he's assuming the next step, that the word Kadosh means to be consecrated. Consecrated to a specific goal, to a specific mission. That's what the word Kadosh means. Hekdesh, Beloshon Chazal, means something which is consecrated. That's why Chazal speak about Hekdesh Lavodazar. It doesn't necessarily have a positive connotation. It can, have a, it can be used in a negative context as well. Because it means to be consecrated to something. A person can consecrate something to Tavodazar. So a Goy Kadosh means that we're a consecrated people. The Raman says, what does that mean? It means that whatever we do should either be something which yields shameless or something which is a preliminary to achieving that goal of Shlemus. As if to say, so what are you asking me about this for? If you're asking me, even, even the Ramam saying, even if you're unaware, even if one is unaware of the, the different uh, problems that, that the Rambam, technical issues that the Rambam feels are involved, just says, it's just, it's, it's off track. It's, it's missing the point. The seriousness, as, as though there's mamoshes, as though there's meaning and significance to, 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 to a game. To, to a game. And then, the vulgar context which, which surrounds sports is also something which, which should distance us greatly from it. it it's not coincidental that... that that, that the full sports experience it's felt requires going to a sports bar. It's, it's not coincidental that because this is the, the subculture which, which surrounds sports that, that tailgating the Moshe of Leitzen that it is, the drinking, the intoxication because ultimately sports celebrates the physical Celebrates the physical, the, the raw, brute force. And because of that, the, the culture that surrounds it celebrates the physical urges and instincts that a person has. We, we, we began by, by mentioning the, the examples in Tanakh, the examples in, in, in the Rishonim, where this phenomenon of assimilation in, in our midst is, is identified and highlighted. In each of those examples, Rabbeinu Yonah doesn't tell us what, uh, what was accomplished through Shari Tshuva. So, he doesn't, he doesn't give us a written record of that. But we know from the Navi, we know that, that Yoshiyahu changed things. Yoshiyahu was successful in implementing change. Ezra and Nehemiah, so the Navi tells us, they got up and they divorced their wives and, and, uh, and the Zilzul and Shabbos, which we read about at the end of Sefer and Nehemiah, that that too was, was reversed. And the Smag describes the, the, uh, the extraordinary success he enjoyed in, in, in broaching the issues.
So b'schus, that, that we identify the issues, b'schus, that we raise these difficult and, and sensitive questions, so we, maybe we have the siyata d'shmaya, and may we uh, apply ourselves to, to Be'ezus Hashem, see a similar outcome in terms of the, the issues that, that, that we grapple with, and in that schus, may, may, may we all be inscribed for Exiva Chsimatova.